We know what time it is. This episode of The Nice Show is brought to you by The Megalodon. My boy, Be the Barber, man. I just got my faith this past weekend. Let me tell you something, bro. Y'all been pulling up to the guy, man, because I could not find a time slot for my haircut. But you know what he did? I called my guy. I said, hey, bro, I need a fade. He was like, okay, bet. We made it happen. We made it happen, man. I didn't just get a haircut, right? I got the hot towel, right? And he has his machine, right? He put it on his hand and it, it like massages your face and opens up the pores. Bro, it's, it's, it's insane. Did all of that. And you already know at the end, I got the razor blade, you know, going across the edge up. You know what I'm saying? We ain't doing no spray spray. We doing it clean. It's official. But the only place you can get this is with my boy, B the Barber. You can follow him on Instagram right now at B-E-T-H-E-B-A-R-B-E-R underscore B the Barber, man. You already know how we doing it. And I know you've seen the fade. I know you've seen the fade. It's constantly getting uploaded every day. I know you've seen the boy on there. I'm just saying. Go ahead and check him out right now. I stretched before everybody came in here. I did a little bit of yoga. I'm not going to lie. But... Welcome to another episode of The Nice Show. I'm your dramatic host, The Trey Nice. That's dramatic. And I'm That's sitting dramatic. next That's to my wonderful co-stars. Sorry, my boy. Hey, Jimmy, where you going? My boy, how you feeling? Feeling good, bro. Feeling great. You got a big day tomorrow. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> bro, I'm, sorry, I'm just saying, bro. bro. <laughs> you got, you have a big day tomorrow, bro. I'm getting my tooth fixed tomorrow, yeah. <sighs> yes. Are you nervous? Nah, not really. I'm ready to get this shit over with. Did, did they tell you? Are you like taking like in-house anesthesia? Like they didn't. They didn't tell me it was in-house, but they told me they gonna put me to sleep. Yeah. Mm. So I'm gonna be out probably for the rest of the day. Uh, not you're not driving home, are you? Nah, I'm getting dropped off and picked up. Okay, the thank office God. Is down the street. Thank God. Thank <laughs> God. It's long. It's long time coming, but we're here, right? Huh? It's a long time coming, but we're here, right? Yeah, it took a few months, but we're here. Hey, man, we made it happen, though. Yeah. And we also have my boy, Stay Bright in the building. Behind the camera. What's up, bro? How you feeling? He, he, gave, he, gave a, he gave a thumbs up. He gave a thumbs up. We're good. And we have somebody here that I'm, like, really, really excited to talk about and to talk to. I mean, this man has one of the dopest Instagrams I've ever seen. Who's your photographer? Actually, you know, we'll get into it. He's more than just a rapper. The man is a visionary, director, and a super, super dope artist. I'm talking about the one and only... The Megalodon! Spike Chester is here. What's up, bro? What it do? What it do? What hey, it man. Do? I, I just, I just want to say, y'all y'all have not heard this yet, but we, we got some little bit of exclusives on what's to come, bro, and I am super duper excited. Mm-hmm. I think your name sound professional. Too. Spike Chester. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I saw this nigga text me. I was like, Spike Chess. I was like, nigga, <laughs> Like, okay, that, that's actually a great way. Where did this name come from? Um, really, bro. So the Spike did come from Spike Lee. Um, cause wow. early on, like before I wanted to start rapping, uh, I wanted to do films. Like I applied to like film school and everything, but the shit was so expensive, I just didn't go. Mm. Um, so that's where the Spike came from, and Chester kind of just. I guess the shit just fell on me one day. <laughs> yeah. Nah, but Chester's, <laughs> Chester's not <laughs> one of them words. It's just like. <laughs> like, let's see what up there, damn, bro. Like, shit. Chester. Like, no, <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It did, though. It's it not. Did. But niggas just say Spike anyway, so. I fuck with, yeah, like Spike, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you don't get yeah. that. Like, you probably meet him Spike once your generation, once your life, you know what I'm saying? I have not met another Spike. Yeah, that yeah. is. So that's why, like, I feel like once I get super big, I probably like do take the chest off and just be spiked. But for like research mm. purposes, like when niggas look up, like when you see an artist with one name on a come up, it's hard to find them when they have like one name. Mm-hmm. So Spike Chester, it's kind of oh like, yeah, I typed your shit. Like, it just came yeah. right up. <laughs> but, but but you know, it's a study that showed that's actually interesting. It's a study that showed that celebrities with like two names or two syllables usually like blow like. DJ, you got Khaled, and then you have Marshmallow, Doja Cat. Like a lot of celebrities with two names are the ones mm. who actually blow. It's a study that came out. I don't That's know crazy. where I saw it. Like rolls off the tongue, maybe some shit. Yeah, pause. Um, but, <laughs> but, but <laughs> definitely so, <laughs> definitely so, bro. Guess who his homie is? Super, super close homie. 
DJ Scheme. I just want to say DJ Will A. <laughs> Will A. Will A. Two. Okay. Will A. Two. Shots Will A. But DJ Scheme, bro, he used to pull up to parties. For real? Yeah. And then I used to. Yeah, and then I used to be like. So you do you recall us? I was what? Do you recall us at all? Like, bro, he, I, he, he I did not know like, we were there. I feel like I may recall you. Okay. I came there. Like, after. It was like one party um, that he did, and um, it was like at this at this pool or these apartments. Like okay. the police came and shit. That's a couple of them. Yeah, so I was really just like in the cut like the yeah. whole time. Like before I even wanted to rap, I just sit back and I'll just be with him like while he's DJing. Like I worked the doors at some of his parties type shit. Like, yeah. So it That's was crazy. Um, That's crazy. It was my voice. Um, I ain't seen Scheme in a minute. Yeah, I was, I was talking about I that. Yeah, I told, I was telling him, bro, I was like, he's on Ramadan right now. Oh, yeah. So he like off the grid and shit. But I wish him well. I told him, I was like, I was like, when you come off Ramadan, we're going crazy. <laughs> what, why is that funny? <laughs> I mean, that's just, I wish him well. Like, I wish he, I'm, I'm glad he's doing well. Like, damn. This nigga said, he was talking about Ramadan, like, you look too. Look at you, you said being, it like he's going through it. But like, you being insensitive to his culture. I, I swear to God, I'm not being insensitive. You just yeah, said, I, I wish him well. Like, I wish him well. Like, I don't know what else to say about that. It was like, oh, shit, it couldn't be me. <laughs> <laughs> like, it couldn't. I'm not gonna, I couldn't do it. I'm not going to lie. Shout out to them. So, but it's crazy you you were there in Den, like, around us. Mm-hmm. That's insane, yeah, bro. Yeah, super, super duper small world, man. And um, so growing up, you are from Dallas, right? Mm-hmm. So what high school did you go to growing up? Yeah, so... Uh, high school, my first two years, I went to Townview, Magna High School. Yep. And then uh, had, like, some situations there. So mm-hmm. I ended up going to my home school, which was Pinkston. Mm. Um, and I graduated from there. Yeah, and then okay. and then you went. So you yeah. said some situations was just. Yeah, so, like, me and a homie, we was, like, into some shit we should have yeah. been into at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, shit hit the fan. So my parents decided to take me out, put me in my home school. Which is ironic because my home school was like ten times worse. <laughs> so, <laughs> so shit. Yeah, I just ended up uh, graduating from there, and then I went to SFA for two years. And that's where you met Scheme. No, I met Scheme at Townview. Mm-hmm. So, with Will A. Yeah. So Got me, you. Will A, uh, my manager Jordan. Uh, I don't know if y'all familiar with Breon. Of course. Yeah, she yes. went to Townview like the first two years. Like, it's a lot of people like that whole like era of like Dallas ISD. Damn, that is kind of crazy, like, bro. There's a lot of talent like from now that came from that 20, it was like 2012 to 2014. Yeah. Like, era. like a lot of the like great talent went to mm. some of the schools at that time. That's what's up. Damn, that's what's up, bro. And then you end up going to SFA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I graduated from Pinkston and I didn't really want to go to college, but I ended up taking like the SAT. Cause it was like required on some shit. <laughs> on some shit. <laughs> like, yeah, it was. It was, it was though, yeah. yeah, and so I ended up scoring like really good on it. Like to the point I think it was like if you get uh, a certain score on it, you get accepted into all the state schools. Yeah. Oh, I did and, terrible. Uh, I didn't even know that existed. I, yeah, so yeah. I made a, I made a six thirty. <laughs> I don't even remember what I made, bro. I need to go back and see, but <laughs> <laughs> that's not possible, bro. I swear to God, that's I made what, the, the, the reading first, and the, the writing. The reading, no, the reading and the math. Remember, the writing didn't count for a lot of the schools. Um, I made a seven twenty. I went back and made a six thirty. That's crazy. Yo, I got denied from UNT in an hour. I, I cannot. Say, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I made like an eleven fifty. I think. I made a six thirty. Nah, bro. I swear, bro. Ask my mom. I swear to God, like it was, it was really bad. I, I, I couldn't you believe go it. Reopen that portal and check. <laughs> <laughs> no way in hell, but nah, that's crazy though. Yeah, um, and I was just there two years, and then I just dropped out. What year was this? Uh, I went. I, I enrolled at SFA. This was fall 2014, and I okay. left uh, January 2016. Why'd and, you leave? Uh, really, bro. Like, I was very homesick. Mm. I was somebody like growing up. I didn't really experience a lot outside of my, you know, five mile radius of where I grew up. Mm-hmm. So going off to university, it was like a real big culture shock. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't even have any white classmates until I went to school type shit. So just experiencing a lot of things. And I felt like I was young, had a lot of freedom. Mm-hmm. And subconsciously, my mind was always on music. But, you know, of course, like when you're a kid, like you try to make the school shit work for the sake of your parents or just because. Yeah. That's what you feel you're supposed to do. Yeah. But it was probably like around that second year, I'm noticing like all my peers are like really invested in the school and I became the opposite. Mm. And so, you know, I told my parents, I was like, yeah, I think I'm out this though. So, how did they take <laughs> it? 
Um, really, my parents are the type of people like they don't really care what I do as long as I got a plan. Mm. And so, um, I told them I was like, I'm gonna come home. Like, I'm gonna do music because I was um. They always knew like I love music. Like I'll do ciphers. Oh, they'll like find my notepad growing up and I'll be writing on some shit. Yeah, I was gonna ask like how you got into it. Yeah, but I never like put out, you know, I never put my best foot forward into it. Mm. And then like once I, you know, got to school and I was like releasing music at the time and it was kind of like catching on on campus and shit. And then I was just like, man, I got two more years of school. I can either finish this shit or I can just go home. Because I was dropping shit. And opportunities was coming in Dallas, but I'm like three hours away. So mm-hmm. I'll be like, I'll get out of class and I'll go home to Dallas and I'll probably like work my job and then I'll do like a show that weekend or some shit or I'll just like network and then I got to be back at school, like come straight off the road, go right to class. Sheesh. And it was kind of like, I'm like, bro, like fuck it. I'm going to just do this shit full time. Mm. And so um, I quit school like and told my parents like what my plan was and Shit, that was 2016. And really, like, that whole year, like, it wasn't even going how I thought. Really, like, January 2017 is when it, like, solidified for me. Like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Why? What happened? When? Like you said, you said when you realized this is what you're supposed to be doing. Like, was it was it a moment in time that happened where you were just like... Um, I, I dropped my first body of work. Uh, it was called Stay Safe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it... I got the reaction that I was looking for or like confirmation, you know, cause I was like, it was a lot of nights like praying and shit like, damn, did I make the right decision? Like leaving school. And like, of course, like I'm working too. So it's like, damn, like this shit ain't what I thought it would be. I mm-hmm. thought I was going like, all right, I'm gonna drop out of school. And then we blowing up the next year type shit. <laughs> yeah. And man. so it didn't go that way. And then, uh, that's kind of like how I got into the mindset that I'm into now mm-hmm. to where I'm like, okay, it's a slow, it's a slow process. And I dropped that project. And it was it did good. It got covered by like local media and shit. Mm-hmm. And I so I was like, okay, right, okay, I see some light at the end of the tunnel. Right. So let me just keep doubling down on what I'm doing. Right. So, but you. So I want to take a step back real quick. You said your parents saw your parents saw that you were uh like you had all these notebooks and stuff. So when did mm-hmm. their inspiration for music like start? Like were you always listening to music growing up or like? Um. Uh, really, bro. Like I grew up in the church. Mm. Like my dad is a pastor. Like, yeah, my uncles, like, preachers, pastors. Mm-hmm. I come from a religious family. Mm. So, obviously seeing, like, live music in church, you don't realize how much of an influence that has on you. Mm-hmm. But you see a drummer, dude on keys, you know, people singing. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom told me the other day, I forgot about this. She was like, you need to tell them... Um, you started rapping in church. Apparently, I did, like, a rap verse in church before. <laughs> but I'm did, like, you, did you cuss? Nah. <laughs> yeah, he said, nah, he has to think, he had to think about it. Because I don't remember. She was like, yeah, you did. I'm like, I don't even remember. But yeah, um, yeah. so just growing up around that. And my mom, she was like super heavy in the gospel music. Like she used to have like the CDs. Yeah, the little, the little, the little thing, yeah. bro. Yeah. Like whole like 200 CDs, but it ain't nothing but gospel. Mm. And so like that's all I'm hearing growing up. And then as I got older, I started hanging around, like, my sisters and my big cousins, and they playing rap. And so it kind of just snowballed from there. Mm-hmm. And my older cousins was, like, kind of rapping, too. And we got into a group uh, when I was, like, I had to be, like, 14. Okay. And I was, like, it was some bullshit. Like, <laughs> it was, what was the name of the group? It was, like, yeah. my, it was called WDN, so it stood for West Dallas Niggas. <laughs> 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 bro, the most yeah, most West, ratchet West shit ever. West Dallas bro. niggas, West Dallas niggas, bro. Yeah. yeah, that's what it was. I mean, it's what y'all were though. You know what I'm saying? Straight straight to the point. Very yeah. minimal. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But um, it was a song that I did. It was called uh, it was called Young BJ because that mm. was my that was my name. I'm named after my dad. Okay, so I was junior, so BJ. So I was Young BJ, and I I rapped over the um, what was the Biggie beat? Uh, the Big Papa beat. Mm-hmm. And I was on, I was like, I like it when you call me Young BJ. I <laughs> yeah. like, throw your hands in the air if you a WDN. Yep. So, <laughs> and that was like the first rap song I made when I was like 14. Wow. And like my parents heard it and they was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> I got in trouble, everything. Man. And so like after that, I kind of like went covert with it, you know, just like writing and shit. 
And I always wrote, like, that was my favorite thing to do. Mm -hmm. Like, especially because I'm into film. Right. Like, just writing scripts, writing whatever. Like, I was just writing. Type writing, of, writing. What type of films? Like, you don't mind me. Uh, really, like, like just telling, like, black stories and shit. Like, mm -hmm. before it became cool type shit. Yeah. But <laughs> really, like, just telling stories of, like, people that I see. Like, a lot of the stuff that I was writing was my real life. Like, I was just taking nonfiction and turning it into fiction, mm. like changing the name. Like inspired by a true story type Yeah, thing. exactly, exactly. Mm -hmm. So, and then like adding fiction to it. Um, I won a bunch of like oratory, or what was it called? Oratorical contest. Shit, I have no idea. <laughs> I'm about to say, bro, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're talking about though. I, I'm not pronouncing it though. <laughs> yeah, like um, just like writing short stories and shit. Like I was just super into that. Like yeah. I always had a crazy imagination as a kid. That's Damn, that's dope. I'm, I'm, I'm really into movies too. I know we're going a little bit off topic, but I'm really into movies too. But so it's interesting now. Now I see where like the Spike comes from because, yo, Spike was always, you know what I'm saying, telling the black story. Mm -hmm. So I definitely see like now the name, you know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. Before it became cool, bro, I always say like if Spike, Spike Lee came out today, he would be like, and he's already right. a legend in his own right. But I'm like, I feel like people forget. At the time when Spike Lee was dropping these movies, they wasn't blockbusters, bro. Facts. Like over time, they became like you know big and and became iconic. Mm -hmm. But at the time, he's an independent filmmaker, like filming this shit, mm -hmm. scraping up money to for film to take these shots. Yeah, and it didn't really pop like that. I, th I don't think it really popped until like I think his third or fourth movie. Mm -hmm. That was the one that like you know yeah. got him the big budgets. Yeah, but um, yeah. Look at Ryan Coogler. You know what I'm saying? What well, mm -hmm. Ryan Coogler's doing now? The Black Panther, Creed. It's just, yeah. yeah. And what's the other one you did? The he did, uh, Fruitvale Station. Fruit, yeah. Fruitvale Station. Yeah. That bro, like he he on fire. Frederick yeah. Douglass, like he on fire. He about to do? Oh no, he stepped away. He not doing Creed three. Yeah, yeah. He he stepped, he stepped away from it. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's just like you said, bro. If he would have came out like now, nah, even would have. You know what I'm saying? Like it would have been crazy, crazy. I feel man. like he told that authentic story. Like, mm. the thing that I hate now, I feel like we get, uh, like, a caricature, caricature of what, mm. like, the black experience is. Oh, yeah, it's like it's, keep it's, going. It's, like it's, it's edited for TV. Mm. I feel like he was giving it to you, like, cut and dry. Like, right. we watch Jungle Fever, Samuel Jackson playing the dope fiend. Like, <laughs> right. like, that's real life. Like, I don't think I've seen one dope fiend in any black movie now. Niggas don't put yeah. dope fiends in the movies. But that's, that's true. real life. Yeah. You know what I'm mm. saying? I got... Two cousins that's addicts. Wow, and you know, so it's it's some people that's that's doing it, but I feel like telling it cut and dry mm -hmm. is where you know because we gotta you know politically correct. Yeah, when it comes to film and music and everything. Um, but shit, I feel like it's real life, bro. And you yeah. def you definitely have an eye, bro. Whenever I was on your website and I was just watching the videos, I was just like, bro, the the. Cinema, what's the word? Cinema, cinema. We can't get words. We can't get words to that. I, I'm, I'm off, bro. I don't know what it is, bro. Like, bro, they they, they drank all the wine. I would have been straight, you know what I'm saying? But nah, nah, you good. But it's like, yo, the visions, bro. It's like insane. Like some of the stuff you see. This is stuff you see from like people, like let's say who's already maybe established, mm -hmm. right? But like you're not waiting till you get there. You're already like mm -hmm. putting these visions together. So, all right. So I want I want to ask something about that. So like. Are, how involved are you when it comes when it comes to like putting like these videos and everything together and like your like I said your Instagram is yeah. like crazy visually so it's like how involved are you with that? Um, well, my Instagram like I do like everything on there. <clears throat> it's just me, uh, my homie Congo. He does like most of my photography now. Mm. Um, before then, it was um, my ex. She was shooting all of my stuff. She's okay, super talented photographer. Photographer, right? Um, but when it comes to, like, visuals, bro, like, we literally, like, this is the group chat blowing me up right now. <laughs> like, it's all, it's called mood board videos. And we just drop, like, inspo that we find mm. or just crazy ideas that we want to do. Mm. And we just should figure out a way to get it done. Yeah. Like you say, I'm not an established artist. So I don't got a crazy budget. So mm. a lot of stuff, like, that you see, you know, we trying to figure out, okay, how can we make a video looked like it had a $100,000 budget, but we only maybe got like $5,000 budget, something like that. You know what I'm saying? So it's just trying to like work with what you got. And to me, honestly, the product come out better. Like when you kind of strap for resources, cause you, it, it forces your mind to, to think, 
Yeah, it forces that creativity. Mm-hmm. So, so take me back to where you're in SFA, and then you know what I'm saying you say you're gonna drop out, and then the next year is gonna blow, right? Mm-hmm. And then you know, necessarily didn't happen, but you got that response, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, what what did that response like do to you? Did it, like fuel you? You know, you got more motivated yeah. with it. Well, or? first thing I want to say, I still haven't blown yet. I'm still on the incline. Yeah, <laughs> no, you you doing but, good though, bro. No, nah, I appreciate it, but no, I, I definitely thought I was like, you know, finna be Drake status as soon as I yeah. as soon as I touched <laughs> down back in the city. It's right. a rap. But um, you was asking, my yeah, man. yeah. How, how did how did that fuel you? You know what I'm saying? Um, Seeing that, honestly, it discouraged me, bro. Like really, you know, it wasn't. It discouraged me, but the main thing I say, like, I tell people, that's how you know when something is your purpose when you still do it when you're discouraged. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're discouraged by something and you just can walk away from it, maybe that wasn't for you. Mm-hmm. But I know music. Like anytime I was like, nah, I'm done with this shit. Like for some reason, I was always just pushed back into it, just pushed back into it. Right. Like I couldn't run from it, and so I just kept putting in the hours, kept putting in the work, even when I didn't want to. And that's how I ended up with uh, Project Stay Safe that we dropped on SoundCloud. And that's that was like the confirmation. So now I'm glad that I got to experience that early on because now when, you know, shit may go left, I don't even blink an eye. Like, I just keep going. Right. That's why I'm like, I don't want the overnight success. Like, a lot of artists, like, when you see them crash, it's because they had it easy from the jump. Mm. They they always had like the resources and everything, so it's like when they hit a wall, they don't know how to get through it because they never experienced that before. That's but true. Shit, I done hit a hella walls, bro. So now I look at a challenge like it ain't shit to me. Mm-hmm. Are you able to go back and listen to like your early projects, or are you kind of like cringe, just like uh, or uh, some songs? Nah, I don't cringe, but I I go back and listen, and I'll be like, I know what you was trying to do, but you didn't mm. know how to do it back then. Yeah, like. I listen to like the site the when I listen to a song like Backseat Boys um that I dropped now, which mm-hmm. I feel like is a song that I always wanted to make back in like 2016, 2017, but I just didn't know how. Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to do harmonies, I didn't know about post production, I didn't know how to inflect my voice in certain ways, I didn't I wasn't trying that hard with different flows. So I go back and listen and it's almost like, you know, I'm still proud of it because it's like I know what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And five years from now, when I listen to the stuff I put out now, I'm going to be like, I know what you're trying to do. Right. But you just didn't, you just didn't have the capabilities yet. Right. You, you said something interesting about like, you know, you don't want like overnight success. Right. So, you know, TikTok now can make you a celebrity legit, like yeah. <laughs> in a day. Right. So that's not something that you're like interested in, like becoming like, cause let's say like you do have a song that just like goes crazy mm-hmm. on there. Right. I, I, I think it is kind of nerve wracking though, because it's like, damn, how do I live up to this? Like, if it's all go crazy, yeah. like, I mean, I think it's all just a, a byproduct of why we do what we do. Mm-hmm. You know, you obviously you want a song to touch as many people as possible, and that's all. Like, when something goes viral, that's all it is. It just touch more people than you anticipated. Mm-hmm. But I don't think anybody drops a song, and it's like I don't want nobody to listen to it. So, you know, if it if that were to happen, I mean, to me, that shit like hitting the lottery, bro. Like, especially if you don't, if you're not specifically making music for that type of lane. Because there's some songs that you hear, you'd be like, this was made for TikTok. Tussie Slide. Exactly. Shout out to Drake, though, but. That was specifically <laughs> yeah, yeah. for that. Right. That was to give us a dance to do during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And it worked. Um, But I know for me, like, I don't really make that kind of music. I feel like I got songs that can work in that in that medium, but that's not my that's not what I go into the studio thinking. Or I'm not trying to do that. If that happens, I mean, shit, that's cool. That shit, just that's what it's for. Like it's, it's supposed to do that. I'm glad it could touch, you know, somebody to make them do like the little crazy dances. <laughs> yeah. <and shit>. Like, <laughs> what's what's your mentality when you go into the booth? Um, my mentality is really try to create something that I can be proud of first and foremost. Like, whether I'm making a song like Play Waves, whether I'm making a song like Winners and Losers, where I'm talking on a deeper level, like, regardless of what I'm going in there to do, mm-hmm. if I walk out, like, my main goal is to be proud of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to be able to play that bit back to back to back to back to back. And if I'm satisfied with it, like, I feel like 
my job is done. But I don't want to ever put out nothing that I'm not satisfied with or that I don't like. Right. You have high expectations? Um, nah, I have zero expectations. Because, I mean, mm. I don't really... My only thing is, like, I'm just not finna go in there and say no bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'll be in the studio with some niggas, and they just be in there like, I'm like, bro, you just in here making bullshit, bro. <laughs> right. Like, it ain't even cool. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, that point aside, it's like, whatever happens, happens. Mm-hmm. And I just want to put my best foot forward and kind of just, you know, let God lead the way when I'm mm-hmm. in the studio. Mm-hmm. And whatever I come out with, you know, I'll surprise myself. Or I'll just be like, ah, I was cool. Let me go back and do something. So where were you in the mind state uh, when it came to, like, milk and honey? And how'd that come together? Yeah. Milk and honey, uh, shout out to my engineer, Clean. Uh, that's my dog. He was in uh, Dallas at the time. And he came to the studio through my homie, Wub, who produced a lot of the stuff on milk and honey. And it was, like, a period to where we was, like, we was, like, down bad, like, down bad. We had the studio, like, we was, like, barely getting by, and but we was still, like, finding joy, like, in those times type shit. And that was, like, one of the purest moments of my life because nobody had a dollar to their name, but we was still, like, happy as hell, like, just being able to go to the studio every day and create. And it was our studio, so we'll be in there from sunup to sundown, sleeping that shit, come back. And so that's why, that's why I feel like Milk and Honey came out so cohesive because those songs was just like, it was all made in the, that same time frame. Right. And my mind state was just like, bro, we just we just having fun. But mm-hmm. it's ironic because our lives was the opposite at the time. What you mean? Like, we had every reason not to be happy. Mm. But we still like, oh, yeah. felt like the music was giving us joy. Like the fact that we just had an opportunity to do what we wanted to do at the time. It just brought us joy. Mm-hmm. But she honestly, we had every reason not to be happy at that time. Yeah, how was the reception from him whenever you dropped it? Man, we was not even like we had zero expectations for that, mm-hmm. and that's why like Milk and Honey was a good learning curve because that's my most, um, I guess you could say like successful like body mm-hmm. of work. That's the one that most people that was their first introduction to me was Milk and Honey, mm-hmm. and um, we didn't anticipate that at all. Like I had, uh, I had a listening party, and I think it was it was maybe like, like fifteen people there. Hmm. It wasn't it wasn't really much of nothing, but I remember I played the project and when it got to Playaways, like shit just went crazy. Like yeah. like the whole room was going crazy. Like I ran it back like three four times, mm-hmm. and that's when I was like, damn, like this shit might be something. Yeah, and literally like it was coming out the next day, so it dropped the next day. And it just like it just took off type shit, mm-hmm. and that was people's like first introduction to me, and that kind of like brought them back to Milk and Honey. But my plan, I was like, we just gonna drop Milk and Honey. Probably like six months, we'll drop some more stuff. We were just putting up shots at the time, seeing what would stick, and that stuck. Mm-hmm. And once we dropped the Playaways video, it just made it like even more crazier because the video was was stupid, mm-hmm. and it was like something that people haven't seen. From an artist at my level at the time. And I feel like that's the main thing people say when they always like discover me. First thing they ask, they're like, Oh, you signed? No. Yeah. So I'm just like, shit, I just always try to make shit bigger than my level. Cause mm-hmm. that's where my dreams is at. You know how they say, yeah. like, dress for the job you want, not the job you have, type shit. Right. So that's how I try to approach my art. Like I always wanna like go higher than what somebody would expect as far as like videos, music. Shit like that. Yeah. How hard is it being independent? Because a lot of people are like, I won't say independent, I'll never sign. How hard is it really? Like from the for, for, from stuff people can't see like that's going on. Like that shit hard than a bitch. For I real. Break it it's down. Hard. Like, first thing is your bread. All everything that anybody see from Spike Chester is two people investing in that. That's me and that's my manager. Mm. Like, we put up all the money for everything. We don't got no Secret investors, no homie that got a bag, no drug money. Like, this is just strictly just our shit. Um, on top of, like, having real-life responsibilities. Like, you got bills, you got families. I don't have children. But that's probably, like, 
the main thing. You trying to come compete mm-hmm. in the league, you know what I'm saying? But these niggas got crazy budgets, whatever, whatever. So being independent is a plus because when you win, you win big. Mm-hmm. But that road, it's, it's a rough road. Mm-hmm. But when you win, like, you winning better than the niggas that you thought was winning when you was down. Mm-hmm. Right. So. How long you been doing music? Uh, Like, seriously? Mm-hmm. Since, like, 2017. How many, like, down points have you had, I guess, like, in that rough road? Uh, You know, life highs and lows, bro. Like, they, they come, they come and they go. Yeah. Um, We go through. Highs and lows. We take L's like constantly. At this point, it's just a part of the game, you know. Um, I would say my lowest, mm, my lowest probably was before we dropped Milk and Honey. Right before, like right when we was wrapping up Milk and Honey, I was mm. probably like at my lowest. Mm. Like me and the person I was with at the time, we was going through it. Like my parents on my head, they was like, man, you got this studio. It ain't really making you too much money. Like, you just in there just kicking it, smoking it with your homies, making your rap music and shit. But I'm like, nah, I got a plan. I told you I got a plan. Like, mm. and at that point, it was kind of like, all right, so what you really finna do? Yeah. And, pressure uh, on you. yeah, it was it was a lot of pressure at the time. And so, Milk and Honey came, like, right on time. As soon as it dropped, it was kind of like light at the end of the tunnel, for real. Yeah. And I saw you, I was on your page. I saw you was in Los Angeles. Like, was you out there marketing? Or? Mm-hmm. So like uh so clean he's from Long Beach my engineer okay um so I go out there with him and we work on a lot of stuff also like uh, other homies that I got out there like producers and shit yeah I just go out there to cook work network I could never live out there but why because it's like Hollywood bro like, <laughs> it's too fake everything's fake it's fake bro like I'm really from the south bro like yeah ain't no and don't nobody wear no mask down here like people gonna show you they who they really are like right up front you either take it or leave it. Out there, it's like it's a lot of friendly, a lot of chit chat shit. So yeah. mm-hmm. I don't really, I don't really get down like that, bro. So I will just go there, maybe like kick it for like a couple of days, maybe a week or something, get some work done, and then I'm back. Yes, yeah, so you, you just go out there to cook. Yeah, I ain't really. This last time I went was the first time I went for like to have fun. Yeah, <laughs> anytime I went before that, it was like for work. Mm-hmm. But this last time I went for a uh, smoking grooves fest, yeah. and that was really fun. I did shrooms like. Watching the fucking festival and that shit was like throw as hell. Is shrooms really <laughs> lit, bro? It's pretty. Lit. <laughs> Get your baby, bro. Bro, I've never done it, bro. I'm too scared, bro. I think I'm gonna have a bad trip, bro. Nah, bro. So, so you gotta, so you gotta microdose first. So, I don't even know what this is. So, like, microdosing is small like... Doses. Uh, yeah, small doses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 microdose. Small doses. <laughs> yeah, so, like, first time I did it, uh, shout out my dog, Heavy Benz. We was in the studio, bro. Nigga had a fat-ass jar of shrooms, bro. And he was like, you want to do some shrooms? I was like, I never did it before. And this was, like, only, like, a, I think maybe, like, two months ago. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, bro. He was like, yeah, we're going to microdose. And so, we was just taking them. I'll take a little bit. And I'm like, oh, okay, I don't really feel but shit. How that shit taste? Cool? It shit tastes terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes terrible, bro. It yeah. really tastes like you eating dry paper, bro. So that's why people like finesse it. They'll like put on some pizza or they'll like shred it up, put in some juice. Like I'll put me on game. I ain't know. I don't know about it's this. It's different ways to consume it, but I'm like, I'm like, I ain't. You really was just like, fuck it, nigga. <laughs> nigga, I was just grabbing that bitch. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so, um, so I was microdosing. We was recording music too. Mm. And I'm normally the type, like, generally speaking, I like to write down, like, my verses and shit. But I was on the shrooms, bro. Like, I was going straight from the head to the to the yeah, mic. Uh-huh. Like, I was just going, going, going crazy. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. And so the next day, I was like, damn, that was, like, pretty good. It was a really good experience. And so when I went to um, L.A., mm-hmm. uh, Clean here gave me uh, some shroom cookies. <laughs> and so. Uh, Boys is out of there. <laughs> bro, so I took the shroom cookies. And I was watching uh, Janae Aiko, mm. bro. Crazy. She was on a cloud, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, her set was actually a cloud. <laughs> she was on a cloud, but I was like so like into it, bro. Like I swear to God, she started smoking. Bro. <laughs> 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 My God, yeah, dog, it was crazy. It See, was crazy. I was, I was, it's so funny you talk about this. I was just watching Joe Rogan the other day. He was talking about like people doing like DMT. 
lagging shit, and it's just like, y'all, I have no idea how to say the word. Dimetho tripped to me. Dimetho. Out of all the words, now you gonna get that one, bro? That's what. That's like a chemical off the periodic table. That's what it is, though. It's just like different chemicals. Bro, they like they. You ever done it? No, nah, I never did. Bro, they saying so. they see elves. I'm like, what? what yeah, you so I'm like, <laughs> most most I do. Like, Nigga see smurfs. <laughs> I just smoke. I just smoke weed and do some shrooms, like some natural shit. I, I ain't really that. doing like no chemically like induced shit. Like I ain't really into all that because. They cutting shit with a lot of extra shit. Today. Hey, bro, you know I just, you know I smoke down. Hey, nigga, you rubbed your nose. What you? Tell Nigga, listen to Pusha T all day. I'm tell 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 So I, out of the question, mm-hmm. who, uh, who is someone you look up to right now? I guess in like music, nobody. That was a good one. <laughs> He's heating up. <laughs> <laughs> your turn. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> nah, like it's like. I ain't really been inspired by nobody lately, so old, new, nobody. I mean, old like Outcast. I mean, yeah, like Outcast and that shit. Yeah, that's that what sh- I mean. I ain't gotta be nobody new. Like, I mean, but that shit came out like twenty, almost thirty years ago. So mm-hmm. I can only be inspired so much, and I always like to look to the future. I'm like, okay, who's yeah. the next Outcast, or who's the next? Who's gonna be the next? Like type shit. I feel like um, we can't live in the past for too long, like, and we can't hold on to our goats. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? These niggas came out. Before I was even born, yeah. and I love that music, but I'm like, all right, bro. So who's gonna be the next goat? Who's gonna be the next like person to to make that shift you, and shit? Do you think it's wrong to compare? Compare what like old to new? Yeah. Um. Nah, I don't think it's. I mean, I don't think it's fair, but I mean, cause they they had it wasn't as easy to create music back then, like. You had to go through like a whole fucking process, you know what I'm saying? Now, shit, we can make a song right now, literally with the equipment we have. Yeah, Legit. <laughs> so, Legit. you know what I'm saying? Like they didn't have that capability back yeah. then, so you know it's almost like in the NBA when they like they didn't uh, they had the hand check rule. Mm-hmm. So it's like now niggas can put up forty because you can't hand check nobody. It's like back then you could get all deep pause. <laughs> <laughs> Old versus new, you know what I'm saying? That's it's just like nostalgia. You know, we yeah. like to, we like to live in the past, you know, but I like to be like, man, who gonna be the next one, bro? Like that shit was cool, but you know what I'm saying? I like nice. to think that I'm going to be a future voice of a generation. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not for me to say. You know? That's for the, the people period. to say. Yeah. The so everybody. Got you. Talk to me about DJ Willay, man. Yeah, that's my dog. That's my dog, bro. <laughs> the guy, bro. Dog. Yeah, me and Willay, we met in high school. Mm-hmm. He was um he was a year above me. And he was DJing, like, most of the parties and shit. Because mm-hmm. um, the DJ before him was like doing all the stuff with L's, DJ L's. And then he graduated and it was like, all right, cool. Like time you had the best DJs type shit. So when L's left, it was like, all right, cool. Who gonna be the next like person to like set this shit off? And then so when they started DJing, he was going crazy. And um, I had like shows back then. Like it was like little open mics and shit. Mm-hmm. I didn't even have really just music out like that. I was just like, all right, cool. The shit that I wrote down, let me like perform it. And uh, so Will A, he did my first show. Mm-hmm. I was probably like, I had to be like 15. Mm-hmm. And we was playing um, in Deep Ellum at The Doors um, mm-hmm. slash Profit Bar. And I think that shit closed now. But um, it was at Profit Bar. It was like nobody in there. It was probably like me, him, including like, I think my dad was there too. And like two of my homegirls from school. Like that was it. Wow. But we, like, rocked that shit. Like, it was down, like, MSG or some shit. So, um, and I remember, like, Willa, he told me, like, recently, he was like, man, that was the moment I knew, like, this is what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Like, tour the world, like, with this DJ shit. Mm-hmm. And um, we just been locked in ever since, bro. Like, that's really it. And then once I came back to the city, um, he was, like, really the only DJ that I knew. Mm-hmm. And he did my first show. And I had I knew Scheme too, 
But me and Scheme was like more tapped in on like the business side of the music. Mm-hmm. And so Wale was doing all my shows at the time when I first came back to the city. Yeah. And we just like, shit, we just been locked in super close. Now mm-hmm. he like really, really like into this shit with me. Mm-hmm. Wale got bars, bro. Wale on the low. <laughs> Wale, Wale sent me some shit. Hey, Wale got a bar. I'm, like, I'm telling you. On the low. Like, you don't even know, like, me and Wale low key got a song together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you put a call with that. Like, what you mean? It's kind of, it's kind of fire too. It's kind of fire too. I had made the song and then I had sent it to him. I was like, hey, bro, what you think of this? And it had an open verse on it. And bro was just like, he wrote to it. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, that shit crazy, bro. Yeah. I'm like, so he was crazy. Matter of fact, on that intro, he helped produce that second part when, um, you talk, oh, you talking about like the the, the, the beat the switch? switch? Yeah, when it goes into the eight oh eight and shit. That got you, got yeah. you. I um. You gonna call this man? Yeah, bro. <laughs> okay, let's get him on the phone. He t- he. T- I I told him I was gonna call him. I'm like spit your verse right now. <laughs> Nothing else. Let's see if he answered. And he out of town? Nah, he back. He came back. He came back. Yeah. And I saw, I saw him out of town, so I was like, mm-hmm. shit. nah, bro. The boy's on tour, bro. Like, and of course. He did not answer, but he'll call me back though. He'll call me back. Yeah. But um, damn, bro, I can't wait to hear that. I I, I can't wait to hear that actually because will will they send me some? I'm like, what? Yeah. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's actually actually uh, really yeah. fire. Wait, did y'all talk about this before the show? What, bro? Did you freestyle? Do I freestyle? Yeah, I can. You have a, you have a beat like you just, nah, you just kinda, <laughs> I didn't know we I didn't know we could or not like <laughs> what it's, 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 it. I mean, we'll, we'll get that situated, right? But, but before then, like, y'all don't run from the freestyle. I can actually freestyle. Hey, some niggas be running. That's what I'm saying. Like we got, you know, what I'm saying. Being honest, we, we get all. You know what I'm saying. Find, find me a heartbeat, and we'll, we'll throw it on there. I could play one of my. Bet. Okay, so um, you dropped two new singles, man. Talk to me about the two new singles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got uh, the two. These are the first two singles off the project. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Backseat Boys, featuring Donnie Domino, produced by Nobody. And we got uh, All I Need, which is produced by me, Wub, Masadi, uh, Sonic Major. And it features uh, Jason Lyric, Audi Mills, and Heartbreak Jones. Jason Lyric, my guy, man. Dude's crazy. Dude's crazy, yeah, bro. And also, crazy. it's uh, that reel he did is going crazy, too, mm-hmm. right now. Like, Yeah, he going crazy with the uh, self-love joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah for, for sure. For sure. Shout out Jason nah, yeah, Lyric. He definitely, like, one of the dudes that, like, early on, like, I was, like, trying to, like, look up to. Cause mm-hmm. I used to work at his cousin's uh, sneaker shop. Really? Um, yeah, his cousin had a sneaker shop in my neighborhood, and um, his cousin and my sister are, like best friends. And so she was like, "Hey, my 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 boy just opened up a sneaker shop. Like you should go work for him." So I went up there and worked for him. Um, and Jason was his cousin, so Jason would come in, and I wasn't even like rapping at the time. But I'm like, "Damn, that's Jason Larry." I'm like, "Yeah, bro." So like, whatever. Whoop, whoop, whoop. I don't even know if he probably like even remember that time. Word. But um, I had left the sneaker shop, like, once I wanted to take music seriously, I had told him, um, I was like, hey, bro, like, I'm finna, like, you know, take this music seriously. Like, I must walk away from the sneaker shop. And then, like, shit, it kind of just took off from there. And then Jason just always been, like, a real nigga. Facts. And so uh, he was like, shit, you got anything, just send it. And I think I sent him one, and he wasn't really rocking with it, so I sent him all I need. And he liked it, and he sent it back. I was like, He oh, honest. Bro. He'll let you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure, bro. For yeah. sure, bro. Yeah. So, so the two singles, right? Where, where were you? Like, did they all like? Did they happen around the same time? Were you working on them, or like, how they come together? So, I made all I need um, right after we finished Milk and Honey. So that song is like actually like damn near two years old. I made that in 2020, mm-hmm. but I never finished it. Mm-hmm. And um, when we was just trying to like piece together shit for the project. And I stumbled back upon All I Need, and I was like, damn, this shit was crazy, bro. Like, And so I just went back in on it, and we just, like, finished everything up, put Jason on it. And then, like, right before we released it, we added Audie and uh, Heartbreak Jones onto it. And they kind of, like, you know, they added that special sauce to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Backseat Boys, that was really just me and Donnie just. It's a vibe, bro. Bro, like, me and Donnie in the studio, bro, it's, it's so comedy, bro. Like, half the time we only be making music. We just be, like, sitting there talking about the most dumbest shit ever. Yeah. Um, and I was like, bro, I got this one song. Like, I think you'd be fire on it. 
And I sent it to him, and he never sent. No, I gave it to him when he was at the studio, and he never sent anything back. And then one day I pulled back up on him. I was like, hey, bro, whatever happened to that one shit? Mm. He was like, yeah, bro, like I freestyled some shit over it. Like, you want to hear it? And then he played it for me, and it was the hook on there. I'm yeah. like, bro, you just freestyled that? He was like, yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, no, nah, we need this. Like, right, this right. crazy. And um, shit, it just went from there. And so they fit on a project, and I feel like those are the two best, like, introductions, like, yeah. as far as, like, what I think people are, like, like, like off rip. Facts. So talk to me about the new project, man. Like, how would you compare this to your other ones, or do you compare it at all? Um, no, I don't really like to compare because mm-hmm. I feel like every project is a snapshot of my life. Of the project, time. huh? What's the name of it? I can't tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> off air, off air, off air. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah, you said new project. Like, what's the name? Of it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Off air. Gotcha. But um, nah, man. Um, shit. What was we saying? Like you was talking about. Was the, my bad. I got, I got a terrible memory, by the way, so my bad. Oh, no, you good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you was talking about the new project. No, you got yeah, terrible yeah, I, I, I pointed at you when you wasn't looking. What? Like, just like that. The new project, the new project, right? You say you don't like comparing them. You say it's a snapshot yeah, of, what, of your life. Right. It's a snapshot of my life at the time. So I feel like it's unfair to compare. Like, and I just hate comparisons in music, period, bro. I feel like. Everything is just how people was feeling and their perspective at the time. Mm. That's why I don't never call anything trash unless it's like obviously trash. But yeah, some sh- some shit be trash. <laughs> trash. But, yeah. Uh, so like with with every project, like I just feel like it's another like piece of me that I get to offer. Right. Like, it's just another side of myself that I get to offer to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is my best offering that I've given to people so far. Man, and so how many how many songs on there are you able to? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. To think about it, yeah, yeah. It's 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 gonna be it's it's more than it's more than milk and honey. I think milk and honey we had like eight or nine. It was nine songs. Yeah, yep. yeah. So it's gonna be more than nine for sure. Got you. And so how do you how do you know what to put on it? Like, cause I know you got like a lot of like heat. So how do you know mm-hmm. like okay, this is good, but it ain't worth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I kind of like I listen to I listen to a song, and I'll be like, okay, do I like it? Yes. Okay. Do I think that this can be inserted into somebody's life. Mm. Yes. Okay. Do this shit knock? Yes. <laughs> right. Okay. And you got a criteria, it, basically. Yeah. And mm-hmm. does this fit into the messaging that I want to get across? Mm-hmm. If it does, then okay. We'll put it, like, on the drawing board of shit. Normally, mm-hmm. I think the number that we had, it started out, we probably made, like, like 30, 30 plus songs. Really? Yeah. Like 30 plus songs during this whole process. And we got it down to less than 12. Wow. So it's a lot of shit. Like sitting on. Mm-hmm. So, okay. so, so like, so in, in this case, is it like majority rule vote? Are you like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how, how do you, how do you know? Like, it's, it's some of them ones where like, uh, like Willie, like it was one song, like the outro on there. I wasn't really feeling it. But mm-hmm. Willie was like, nah, bro, like, this gots to be on there. Yeah. And um, I was in the studio. I was trying to work on it. And I just was not inspired. Like, I could not think of no words for that damn beat. But the beat was hard. <laughs> yeah. And Willie, I was like, man, I was like, bro, I'm hitting the wall, bro. And Willie, he was like, man, run through that shit. That sounds like some he Yeah. He was like, man. Right. Oh, run through this shit. I was like, all right, bro, we'll come back to it at the end of the session. So it got to the end of the session and they pulled the record back up, bro. Like that. It just Man. flowed out. And that's like one of the strongest songs on there. So you got some yeah. records where I'd be like, nah, this gotta go on there. Like those are the ones that I normally pick, mm-hmm. right? So I get, you know, executive decision where I just be like, nah, this for sure going on. <laughs> yeah. And then there's some of the ones that's questionable. Most of the time, you know, I'm not an ego-based artist. Mm. So, like, if somebody be like, nah, I don't think that should go on there. Most of the time, I'm, like, halfway feeling that way, too. Mm. Uh, like, it was just one song on there. It was cool. I liked it. And then we did, like, a listen-through of everything. And it just stuck out like a sore thumb for some reason. Mm. And nobody said anything. Once we got to the end of the project, we all thought the same thing. Like, that record should go. Right. And so, you know, I if I trust you, you know, you could tell me, like, I think this should go on there. I don't think this should go on there. Mm-hmm. And I'll take it into account, most definitely. But um, at the end of the day, like, this is the message I'm going to get across. I got to live with these songs being out. 
Yeah. So if I like it or if I don't like it, like that's what matters at the end of the day. But I definitely got like trusted ears where their opinions matter too. Man, how excited are you, bro? It's like new project, new sound, bro. Are like, you excited, bro? Like, nah, I'm definitely excited. Um, we just like in the thick of this shit because it's like yeah. now it's getting like mixed and we like planning the rollout. So mm-hmm. it's like the schedule been like crazy, like yeah. back to back. Like either we shooting visuals, catching content, or like plotting up like marketing shit, or trying to set up like some stuff on the back end promotion, like all this type of shit. Yeah, because I feel like it's my best body of work. Mm. I got to put in extra effort, and that's why like Milk and Honey was such a learning curve because we saw like when the project go crazy, like we was more so reacting. So now we trying to be like proactive, like we anticipating it already going crazy, so we know what to do this time. When Milk and Honey dropped and it went crazy, we was playing catch up because we wasn't expecting that. Mm. So I felt like I don't think we dropped the ball. Oh, as well. Eh? <laughs> yeah, this this will lay. We'll, oh, baby, we'll baby. get back to it. God, I'm <laughs> oh, bro, and and your and your Wi-Fi, brother. What's up, bro? Will Lay is live on the night show. Hey, man, your your boy your boy told on you, bro. Bro, spit your verse right now. Yeah, your, your boy told he he, he, he said right he said I got a song, bro. Wow. You ain't tell the boy. That's crazy. Wait a minute, you—that's that's Kelp, cause I sent it to you too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh shit, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you saw my face. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm trying to—I'm trying to keep the suspense for the show. I'm trying to, but <laughs> I don't know, but you ain't gonna lie. You know? Yeah, yeah. Nah, um, nah. Jimmy, Jimmy wants to call you out, bro. No, the. F- <laughs> you know, no, no, not for the beat. Not for not for the beat. Not for the beats. Not for the night. No, no. Thank God. <laughs> no, no, not not for the beats. He stole my whole flow, bar for bar. Oh, 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 Jimmy. Uh oh, Jimmy, what's up? Bar for bar. Stole my whole flow. All right, bro. <laughs> oh, y'all got the beat battles yeah, going yeah, on? Yeah, we had a beat battle, bro. It's okay. It's okay. Who won? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Okay, here's, here's all right. You won? All right, so, so what happened was it was a beat battle, right? Yeah. Me and DJ Does It All orchestrated, just mm-hmm. instigating, right? Yeah. So they had a beat battle. Was, was it two years ago? It was two years ago was the first one. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He wiped Willie out first round. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't gonna have no shit. All that. No, no, no. That's how we got here. That's how we got here. Okay, this is me. This is me just instigating, right? And then Willie came on the show. Smoked Jimmy on the show, bro. Crazy, right? And so then part three just happened. Was it two weeks ago? Yeah, and then like what happened? What happened at part three? Well, hey, is that the Spike told me to play? That's what I was saying. Like, is that is that the one where you was when you was sending beats? Start off with play what's will. I ain't do that. I end up playing the one that that you said was honestly was like it didn't hit to you. It was like that. Um, what's the name of that hoe? That just kicking it. Mm -hmm. Sample of that. I end up playing that hoe. I was like, I just want to play. I want to hear. Yeah, and. I was I was I was playing in my competition. I should have just came out swinging, and I was the very first person. And so I just I just played what the fuck I wanted to hear. And Jimmy came when he came. It was a hard beat, but it was exactly the same like structure <laughs> of what like I used mm. to smoke his ass in the beat battle that I did. Jacket for beats. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. 
Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, he's been holding his head for two weeks. No, no, no. Really? no my boy Lazy he did that. That was like a good six minute monologue. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you called me, you called me, so I had, I had, I had. Nah, nah, bro, nah, bro, you good, but I, I'm, I'm glad this happened. So, to the radio station, like, like the rappers <laughs> in the 2000s. Bro, yeah. <laughs> when they oh, call us to the radio station. And just diss the host, like the whole song. Bro. Bro, it's all love, bro. Okay, so, so we can finally mend this. It's done. It's we're, we're yeah, good. Yeah, it is it is. No, it's not. Cause we're gonna have another turntable load. I'm gonna see that beat battle shit and it's gonna be Jimmy versus Will A. And, and the, the wor- the worst part about it was cause cause I, cause I know we would still want to keep it on spike, but the worst part about it was, bro, they weren't even supposed to go first. So like I it was it was T Walk. <laughs> that was you. <laughs> <laughs> it was Joe ass. It was T Walk and T Smooth first. I was like, hell no, nah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Hoeing, bro. bro, they saw it. It was like, why we go first? I say, hey, bro. And I technically, I technically was supposed to go second that time. That's the third time we went. I, he went first, then I went first, and it was supposed to him him go first. But you played how you played, bro. Yeah, bro. I know. I, look, I was, I was trying to be as fair as possible. I gotta bro. run it back. Yeah, yeah run it back. But uh, so so real quick, bro. Talk to me about Spike, man. Spike, man, like, icon in the making. I, if, if there's any artist that I relate to the most, mm. like, like actually can sit with his music, like it's somebody who I like can really sit with, like an artist that's out there, is Spike, real life. Like, mm. I, I work with a lot of great people. I work with all type of people, all, all type of people. Spike, Spike Project, like when he was like in college, this was like 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, What's the name of that one, Spike? Is it, it was, uh, or is uh, it Stay Safe. Stay Safe. Mm-hmm. That, when he dropped that, that literally got me through that hard time in my life type stuff. And that's when I knew, I said, man, he'll start, bro. Literally, my very first time I ever performed with an artist was with Spike at the venue in Deep Ellum called The Door. Mm-hmm. When I did yeah, that, he, 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 he talked about it. <laughs> when I did that, bro, I knew in that moment, like, performer or artist that was like a top three dj moment for me mm-hmm. i was like bro this is something that i for sure want to do like this was this was fun like right. i had fun up here and it was with spike years later i ended up on the other side of this same building mm. my career taking off with making the beat on stage for megan and then it being in the sun you know what i'm saying like, right all this stuff is, it's by design but all this stuff was written and so out of all the people that i work with Shout out to Ty Harris right quick. We just got off to Snoop Dogg. That shit was crazy. Shout out to Ty, bro. Facts. Yes, sir. But, 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 bar none, fade all. If anybody that I relate to the most, anybody who music that touches me, it's Spike. Man. It's Spike, man. I've, been, so I've been rocking with bro since he was 15. How old you when we did that? When we did that uh, Winter Circle uh, uh, freestyle. I think he was like 15, bro. Yeah. Wow, yeah, bro. So, like, like, Crazy, he been rapping like that for a very long time, bro. Bro, and he showed us some exclusive off air, bro. The project <laughs> sounds crazy, bro. It'll make you cry. It'll make you <laughs> It'll make you feel something, bro. Like I'm, I'm sitting there listening to it as we going through it. You know what I'm saying? In that last session or whatever, and I'm like, man, this this album of the year, like mm-hmm. contender for shit. So like, far enough, fade all, like from start to finish, like a thorough project that. If you really just listen to it, like everything that he he made the video about, like the other day saying like what music means to him and what this moment is for him, that's exactly what he like put in that in that project. So I can't wait for it to come out. Shout out to Spike, man. Man, shout out to Spike, bro. Shout out to Spike and shout out to you, Dub Club LA, for calling in, bro. Appreciate that. Appreciate that, man. Well, I I hope you calm down and I hope you have a great (laughs) night. Bro, I'm, I'm still on this mountaintop, bro. I'm, I'm chilling with Snoop right now. You feel me? That's crazy. Shout out to degree, man. Shout out. I just had to talk about this, bro. That's it. Nah, you good? Bro, I promise you, I'm just gonna come and kill everybody next time. Huh? He said he coming to kill everybody next time. Okay, sounds good. You can kill everybody except me. I'm tired of competitions. I ain't won not one competition. I ain't won either. My spot. Hey. I'll let y'all. <laughs> All right, bro. Uh, <laughs> he was gonna get started again. He was gonna like, um, but that's a lot of great words, bro. Like he said, I from what we've heard, like, oh my gosh, like 
Man, yeah, we, we still got we still got time. But you get, you got. I want him to hear that intro, bro. It's, it's, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 yeah. In, it's insane, right? Spike, bro. Let me tell you something, bro. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for stopping by, bro. And just like the conversation, like I didn't even know about this story about you and Will Lay and then just. But oh, yeah. I just want to, I just want to give you your flowers while you're here, bro. Honestly, because like, I'm the people that be like said they haven't even heard yet, bro. Like, mm-hmm. but some of the stuff. It sounds amazing, bro. People aren't putting out quality work like that, yeah, man. Bro. And so I just want to give you a flowers while you're here, bro, because everything that you're doing, bro, it's like it's, it's gonna it's gonna work out for you, bro. Thank and you, it bro. sounds great. Thank you, bro. Like, Thank it's, you, it's bro. Not, it sounds great, bro. Thank you, um, bro. yeah. So you know what part of the show this is? Mm. <laughs> this is the <laughs> nice pig. I think Jim was looking at my answers too. Uh, but this is the part of the show where I'll ask my guests three random questions, and Jimmy will answer as well. And hopefully, you get them right. This should be super easy. Super easy. Well, you right. said you couldn't get them earlier. I couldn't. But, but yeah, y'all, y'all should get them. <laughs> should be hard as hell. Yeah, y'all should get them. You're good. You're good. All right. Okay. First one. We'll start off easy. Okay. If you drop me, I'm sure to crack. If you give me a smile, I will always smile back. What am I? A child. Go, you wanna go first? Oh no, it's not a child, no. Oh, you already went first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, an egg. An egg smiles back at you. Wait, 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 wait. Say it one more time. If you drop me, I'm sure to crack. But give me a smile and I'll always smile back. What am I? A goldfish. Mm-mm. The goldfish. That, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good answer, but it's not the right answer. Okay. okay. I'm trying to Type of thinking you got goldfish. If I drop you, crack. Should have cracked. But if I smile, I'll be sure to smile back. That's an air ball. <laughs> well, it's, it's okay. It's it's, it's 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 a mirror. It's a mirror. Uh, it's a, come, come on, bro. Uh, come on, bro. <laughs> come on. Uh, I mean, you know what we say? We start off easy. We start okay. off easy. Okay. We start off easy. That okay. Was easy. That was easy. <laughs> All right, damn. All right. Question number two. When John was six years old, mm-hmm. he hammered a nail into his favorite tree to mark his height. Ten years later, age 16, John, John returned. That's the easy one. You ain't got to finish. What is it? The tree grew. Yeah, I mean, but that's in the question. Oh, damn. All right, my nigga jumped the gun. It literally, literally the next thing is... If the tree grew, but okay, okay, but okay. I, I'll start it over. <laughs> when John was six years old, he hammered a nail into his favorite tree to mark his height. Ten years later, age 16, John returned to see how much higher the nail was. If the tree grew five centimeters uh, each year, how much higher would the nail be? Nigga, this math. Five times ten. I thought these was riddles. If he was six and he was 16, it's ten years. Five times ten, it was 50. 50 centimeters? centimeters. So, y'all, so y'all answer is the tree grew five centimeters each year. How much higher would the nail be? And he went from six to 16, right? Yeah, he was six years old. He hammered the nail into the tree. Ten years later, at age 16, Josh returned to see how much higher the nail was. Yeah. If the tree grew five centimeters each year, how much higher would the nail be? How much higher would the nail It would be the same height. That's the right answer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the tree yeah, grows yeah, from the, the top. Bryson over there, like, man, what's <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I mean, confident. <laughs> I mean, well, obviously, if it was five to ten, it was ten years. <laughs> yeah, I was over here, like, this is mad. Hey, I'm over here, like, how many inches in a centimeter? <laughs> None. <laughs> All right, bitch. <laughs> That's an air ball. <laughs> All right. When asked. All right, it's the last one. Question number three. When asked how old she was, Susie replied, in two years, I'll be twice as old as I was five years ago. How old is she? Mm. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, say that again. Okay. When asked how old she was, mm-hmm. Susie replied, in two years, I'll be twice as old as I was five years ago. How old is she? When we have to know how old she is now? I mean, how old she was when she was asked. That's, yeah, that's that's the question oh, that's though, the, bro. She's the same age. Mm-mm. Oh, when asked how old she for, was, you're looking for a number. Exactly. Damn. When asked how old she was, Susie replied, "In two years, I'll be twice as old as I was five years ago." 
Damn. <laughs> Throw a number out there, nigga. That's like that's mad. Bro. That's mad. That's mad, bro. <laughs> I'm over here doing. Oh, you, you remember the number line? <laughs> like, that's what I'm like. I saw like two and five. <laughs> but I don't know where she started at, so I can't. I, Wait, tough. actually, this answer. I think your answer is actually right. To what this, this answer says, twelve. But in two years, I'll be twice as old as I was five years ago. Mm-hmm. So if five years. five years ago you were five, you'd be twice as old. Twice as old, you'd be ten. Ten. Yeah. Why did this say twelve? Got one right. Fuck, you got it right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got it right. You got it right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, good, good. Yes, sir. A dub is a dub. Yeah, Spike <laughs> Chester, bro. Where can the people find you, man? Yeah. So uh, all streaming platforms it'll be Spike Chester. All social media is Spike Chester. Website Spike Chester. You know, we keep it simple for the people. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I know we got short attention spans, so we just keep it straight to the point. Spike Chester everywhere. For sure. And the album day coming? Uh, we ain't got a date. Damn, yet. I tried to. I tried. <laughs> I tried to, to, like, to, to, to it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. We, we really don't have a date yet. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. We taking our time with it. But it is coming soon. Like, it ain't. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 loading. Bet. Sure, for sure. Bet. Can't wait, my boy. Hey, Jimmy, where you going? Where can people find you, bro? Man, so Instagram is a.pedigree, A-Y-E.pedigree. Twitter is still the same, DJ Pedigree, and my YouTube is DJ Pedigree. Yes, sir. And you can find my boy, Stay Bright Behind the Camera, at S-T-A-Y-B-R-Y-G-H-T. And you can follow your dramatic host, The Trey Nice. That's dramatic. On all social media, at The Trey Nice. And follow, make sure you follow the night show. I gotta start saying the YouTube shit. What are the comment, like, comment, like, comment, subscribe. like, comment, subscribe. You know what I'm saying? All that. This has been another great episode. Is this the intro? You said what? No, 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 no. We got the after. This ain't gonna be playing. And see y'all next week. We out. Somebody text Trent. Hit the gallery. Help me with the bag, sir. Thanks for having me. And I had to cut her off. I got bitches mad at me. And I gotta keep it in. All these niggas gonna laugh at me. That's dramatic. 50 on my neck, 50 on my wrist. I'm rounding off, it's really 96, you little petty.